Welcome to a podcast, and we also play Dungeons and Dragons. On the podcast? No. Just for fun? Just outside of the podcast? Welcome back to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons and Dragons adventure. I am your host and Dungeon Master. My name is Paul, and I'm joined by four of my friends. Hey guys, it's Jeremy, and I play Saul. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjorg. I'm Alan, and I play Brackle. Almost said Jim. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. It's a hard habit to break, isn't it? It's a hard break to have it. I had to tell myself mentally, don't say Lork, don't say Lork. <laughs> you had to think about that. When he said Kjorg, it threw me off. Like, I was like, Sir, oh, wait, oh, yes. Sir Kjorg. <laughs> this is season two. This and is we Jeffrey, are, and he plays Sir Kjorg. We are now five episodes into season two. Wow. Let's begin, shall we, with some of those Dungeons and Dragons? Let's Dungeons some Dragons. Let me roll this abnormally large blue 20 sided dice. Ah. Natural one. Natural one. Nah, not in that one, but it is a death saving failure. Oh, what is it? It's a nine. Good. Oh, no. Nine. Let's get those out of the way before you roll for somebody important, you know, like Guy. Oh, Oh, my glob. He also rolled a nine. (laughs) Be quiet. (sighs) We miss you, Guy. (laughs) So, last week, after helping save a number of folks from the burning remains of the third house in the core of Branshire. Our party had a fateful meeting with the mayor of the town, Braxton Tarek. He took a moment to speak with Misk, coining her the spokesperson and possibly the leader of this odd troop of heroes. He then revealed to her that Brianna, the princess and youngest daughter of the late Lord Solaran, had allegedly been kidnapped during the chaos of the attack. Plans made to hold a sort of press conference the following morning. The group then returned to their lodgings in the Barley Barrel, where they were met by that mysterious man in black with the Palor-marked rapier. The mystery man implored them to join his cause, instead warning them that Braxton Tarek could not be trusted. And of course, he promised to reward them very, very handsomely if they would but aid him in tracking Brianna outside of Tarek's influence. You all step out the front door of the barley barrel onto the street. I make my way around the left side of the building to where the stables are. Misk, would you like a cigar? And he pulls one out and lights one of his own. No, I'm good. You just gave me one earlier and it it made me a little sick. It makes this place taste a little better, don't you think? There's so much moisture in there. I don't know how anyone breathes. Just remember whenever you are near someone who's smoking... To ask before you inhale the smoke, that's not your smoke. <laughs> that's terrible. Don't smoke, kids. Wow. It's terrible. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh I, st- I stole that from Clickhole. Okay. That, wow. that makes a lot of sense now that you say it. So, but no, thank you. I don't want one. Do they have nightmares here? Yeah. Do you, have you been to sleep yet? Sleep. Uh, the flaming mounts. You know what I'm talking about, Misk. Nightmares. What are you talking about? No. Not up here. Then how do we travel? You walk. Well, 
Are you all following Brackle around to the side, yeah. or is he going off by himself? Yeah, we're, we're following him. Okay. I mean, you can go by boat, horses, wagons. Horses. I mean, you could jump on Kjorg's back if you want. I don't care. No, you cannot. Never mind. He don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> I'm not much for a half-orc carrying me. No, you cannot. You remember my my nightmare uh, butcher with the blue flames? Oh, yeah. I always really liked him. He was extra evil. <laughs> he was really pretty, though. He was gorgeous, but he knew how to step on a skull in the right moment. Well, you taught him well. Do you know where we can find a nightmare? Something to travel quickly. So the four of you step around the side of the building. Off to the left side, if you step out of the front door along the street, there is a long sort of barn that houses the stables. It's late now. It's approaching the midnight hour. It's been a very interesting night. The four of you are already tired, but you are expected to put at least a few hours between you and the city. So you follow Brackle over to the stables to hopefully find and procure some sort of transportation for your journey. So quick question. Over the last, I don't know, we'll say two hours, maybe a little less, that you all have been dining and drinking inside the inn. How much would you say that you've been drinking? Oh, I've only been hydrating because I'm an athlete. Right. The people's champion. Saul didn't have enough time to really get much. You know what I mean? I sure. think he drank a lot. He, he probably... Saul, drank like Saul probably drank the most out much. of everyone there. Uh-huh. And it was probably all bourbon of some kind. All right. Uh, what about Brackle? So Brackle knows his limit very well. Okay. He has tested it over the years, drinking... Only until he feels just relaxed, never even buzzed. So he drank just that right amount. Saul, go ahead and roll me a constitution save. Nothing crazy. Uh, just to see if you are the least bit under the influence. I got a 19. He's a new redhead. Nah, you're fine. You you had a lot to eat, and you didn't drink that much, honestly. You were too interested in what was going on around you, probably. Very much so. You all are making your way around. It is It's very dark. There are not many people on the street now. It's late enough that most people have cleared off of Circle Street. There's a lot of garbage and debris around where people have, you know, just made a mess. And you're making your way over toward the stables. Okay. Misk, perhaps you should talk to someone and get us a ride. Wasn't he fixing up our horses and stuff? Yes, you would remember, Miss, that the mysterious man said that he would make sure that you guys had some horses. He'd take care of getting that ready for you. You would assume, as Brackle is leading you to the stables, that whatever he is prepared is probably waiting for you there. Okay, cool. So the four of you approach the stables. You walk through the dark street. The moon is bright overhead, but not too bright. There's some cloud cover and things that make it kind of tough for you to see very well. And uh, you see a long sort of barn with a large open gate in the front, and there is light spilling out of it. You step forward, you step inside, and Brackle in the front, you recognize the stable boy, the same guy that's usually there watching over the stables around this time of day, uh, not usually this late at night, you know, the barrel isn't always hopping like it is tonight, but it's a guy that you know, his name is Gilman. Hey, Gilman. Got his nose down in a book. You step forward, you... Say something to him. Gilman, we're looking to leave. He kind of starts a little bit looking up at you. Oh, uh, hey, hey, Brackle. Uh, uh, how's it going? About as well as it could, I reckon. Uh, you, um, and he looks around, seeing as the four of you step in, 
It's an interesting uh, sort of group of people. He says, who are your friends, Brackle? Well, this is Misk, Sarus, and Kjorg. Uh, the people's um, champion. Do you have our horses, peasant? <laughs> um, yeah, I've got horses. Our horses. Bring them forth. I'm not a peasant. I'm, I'm studying to be a cleric. Uh, a cleric. What's your name again? Satsaurus? That is correct. His name is Saul. Saul? Or is it Satsaurus? He cuts his eyes at Kjorg and looks back at the <laughs> guy and is like, you can call me Satsaurus. Call him whatever you want. <laughs> Gilman just looks at Brackle. He sort of steps over closer to him. He says, is this guy your friend? No. He is a companion. Let's see. Um, well, a very wealthy gentleman came around earlier asking uh, asking to rent, I guess, some horses from Mr. Boren. Who are you for? So are they ready? Uh, yeah, they, they should be ready. Um, yeah, it's these. And he, he turns around and he's uh, he grabs a couple of leashes off of the wall and he starts to make his way over toward one of the stables on the side. I'm assuming, Brackle, you just follow along with him. I just follow along with him. He, he steps up. He goes to fiddling with the the latch on the gate, and he says, um, they're, they're nothing fancy or anything, but uh, they should do nicely for the journey. Brackle, at that exact moment, you hear the familiar sound of a bowstring twanging and then an arrow flying through the air. Oh, gosh. I turn towards the sound, ready to duck. You also hear the familiar sound of the thud of an arrow hitting flesh. And protruding from Gilman's neck is an arrow. Holy oh flipping crap. Oh my gosh. Gilman! I am looking for the source. Saul moves into the shadows? He used to be an adventurer like us, but then he took an arrow to the neck. <laughs> I immediately get near Kjord. Gilman reaching up to his neck and he's he's sort of just shockedly pawing at the arrow that's now sticking out the side of his neck and he falls down to his knees right there in front of you clutching at his neck and you can see clearly as a figure steps into the light on the back side of the barn it's it's sort of open on both ends you know this guy comes stepping into the light and he's like a cloaked figure you can't really get a look at his face he seems to be probably of comparable height with you wearing a dark, dark green cloak holding a bow in his hand. Uh, how far away is he from me? Uh, he's, I mean, how long are these stable barns? I don't know. We'll say maybe probably around 30 feet away from you. I stride up to him and gut him. Okay, you're walking toward him. As you are, he's speaking as he steps into the darkness. He says, What a mess. Sorry about the stable boy. He wasn't our target. We're here for the ranger. I suggest the rest of you go on your way. This doesn't directly concern you, and there's no reason to make this uglier than it already is. Oh, you haven't seen a mess yet. You got your sword drawn? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are you just going at him? I'm just going at him. Okay. Roll me initiatives, everyone. He's a hot mess. Oh, no. I got a three with my plus two. I got a seven. I got a 17. I got a 16. 17 miss. Oh, okay. Who's got the higher decks? What's your decks, Brackle? My decks is a 16, so it's plus three. Mine's 16, plus three. Okay. <laughs> uh, y'all just re-roll for me. 
Uh oh. Oh no. Do you want the flat roll or do you want the roll plus dex? Okay, I got roll. a three. You got it. <laughs> I got a two. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Okay. Wow. We're on it. Okay, so as we're rolling into this, what's the scene look like? What are you doing, Sol? His intention is to head towards the shadows to come up behind a set of attackers. Okay. My goal is to head into the light and to come face to face with the attackers. There you go. Saul is realizing that his magical powers are like Weak. non-existent anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's going to take a different approach to things. What about Misk? I got near Cure. Kind of got behind him. Not really like just hunkering behind him, but like I'm going to follow him. So uh, the first person to get to go is someone that none of you see. Oh, dang it. Oh, Wonderful. All right, Brackle, what's your AC? It is 17. Okay, so two arrows come flying out of the darkness. I stopped them with my glare. (laughs) One of them buzzes by your head, Brackle. The other one buzzes through your head. And then the other one hits you. Where? Right in the the shoulder. Oh, snap. Brackle, what's your current HP? Nine. Take eight damage. Nine. That is a bad hit. But you take a bolt right to the shoulder chest area, and it's it's pretty bad. Brackle, you're stepping forward toward the guy. Do you got your sword and shield in hand? I do. Okay, and then you hear as an arrow buzzes by your ear, and you may sort of react like a, reflexively, and then another one strikes you right into the right side of your chest up next to the shoulder. Ew. And, Misk, you see as this arrow just thuds into Brackle's chest, and it's your turn. Kjorg, we have to help Brackle. You, uh, you're a bard, right? Right. You cast your spells using music, basically. It's kind of the way it works. Uh, but the, that's the way bards typically work. But for you, we've sort of also toyed with it. Like, you can just use, say, your voice. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to use Healing Word. Okay. For Brackle. All right. And, or I'm going to yell over to Brackle and mm-hmm. say, We're all with you, Brackle. We got you. Brackle, as she yells that, not only do you feel, like, sort of inspired, but you also feel better. Oh, Max. Plus three. So you, to the tune of seven hit points, Brackle. You're welcome. Ooh, dang. Yeah, boy. She's like the girl from the Utter Wonder Temple. Yeah, she is. Black Clover. So you have restored some life energy into Brackle. Now what do you want to do? I'm also going to pull out my rapier. Okay. And so I'm going to run up and try to attack the... Because we can't see the other guy. You can't see the other one, which, based on the fact that two arrows came out, you can assume there are two. You might have got a glimpse of someone sort of peeking inside from the outside and shooting an arrow on each side of the entrance. Okay, so I'm going to run up to the guy that just shot Brackle, and uh, I'm going to try to stab him in the gut with my rapier. Okay, the main guy that's like in the middle? The main guy. Okay, all right, roll me an attack roll. 12 plus 5, so okay, that's a 17. So okay. that is a hit. All right, roll me the damage. 6 plus 3, so 9 damage. Okay, so you deal 9 damage to the guy right there. Nice. So you run up, and he is holding a bow in his hands, and you just sort of scurry around Kjorg and Brackle, who are slow marching their way up there, and you just swip your rapier right across his chest, and you draw blood. Awesome. Nice. Okay, so now it is Brackle's turn. Yes. What's the lay of the land? I was marching towards the guy who stepped in and spoke. It's pretty narrow, probably 15 feet wide barn that you're walking between these stables. 
Okay. Uh, this guy's in front of you. Two arrows came out from behind him by the back entrance, probably 15 or 20 feet away from you. Misk just ran up beside you, calling out and filling you with energy and then stabbing the dude in the chest areas. Okay. I'm going to continue marching, and as I do, I'm going to reach up and snap the arrow off that's in my shoulder. Jeez. Oh. Throw it down and... Tice out. No. Well, I mean, I didn't. I didn't push the arrow in or out. I just snapped it right. off. Rackle's accustomed to that and living in the wilderness, like a boar tusk stuck in him. You know, uh-huh. just snapping off the boar tusk. Yeah, with your bare hands. Uh, How many times does that happen? My bear. Uh, six this week. <laughs> but then, <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. So, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna stab him with my sword. Okay. Stab him. Let's hear it. Yes, let's hear the sword sink into his flesh. So I'm casting short sword. Okay. What's the spell save DC on that? Uh, it's a it's a spell attack. I'm enabling you, please. Yes. Just just go. <laughs> it's a uh, fifteen. I believe that will do it, sir. Oh. That is a hit. Yeah. So I'm gonna roll a d6. That is six damage. He takes six damage. So you step up and Misk bringing the rapier up across his chest and slashing him. He's sort of taken off guard. And you take advantage of that momentary distraction and you slash across his chest with your short sword. Anything else? I look in his eyes and say, I've seen the moment of your death. Oh, God. It's next round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, God. Shinderu. So I have some bad news. What? Brackle, as you're saying that you hear this noise, and it's sort of like a coughing, gurgling sound. Yeah. And you turn around, and you see as Gil takes his final breath. Nani? Oh, I thought he was already dead. Well, he fell to his knees on the ground, clutching his neck. Oh. I guess we could have. But now he's dead. Now he's dead. So... He is, um... Wow. We literally didn't even help him. Not to laugh, but... Well, you can't do anything for somebody with an arrow in their neck. We were all kind of freaking out. Unless you're a cleric who has resurrect dead or something. He was training to be a cleric, but not anymore. No. He failed. So, then, as a bonus action, I kick the other guy in the shin. Okay. Mm. That's And then he, angry at having been kicked in the shin, he drops his bow, and then with a swift motion, he draws a sword from his waist and slashes it at you. So my dexterity save to avoid it is a natural 20. Oh. What is your AC? Uh, it's a natural 20. What's your AC? No, it's 17. Oh. That is actually a hit, unfortunately. No, it's not. Hit. Brackle, you are really in the line of fire. He's about to be dead. I'm really trying to help you, Brackle, and you're just oh, dying. It's, it's, uh, you take four damage as he slashes this sword across your chest. Then he is going to bring the sword around and slash it at Misk, who is standing there. You jerk. What's Tracy? 14. It's a hit. Jerk. Mm. Oof. You take seven damage, Misk. Bring it on. To the face. <sighs> Saul. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say that during the commotion before the initiative began, you were able to sneak out and begin making your way around to where you get about halfway around the building, okay? So at the beginning of the round, you've already made your way about 
halfway around the building, and you can see you have you have dark vision, right? I do. You can see pretty clearly that there is a very short figure hunkered up next to the wall, mm-hmm. peering around into the inside as you come up. Is he? What would you like to do? Does he happen to have a bow? Yep, drawn. Interesting. Saul would like to run up behind him and put a dagger in his back. Would you like to try and do so quietly and sneakily? As sneakily as possible. In fact, he would like it to be a sneak attack. Now that you all are level two as of this episode. Yeah, we are. You can use your cunning action to try and hide. He's not really looking at you. They're looking inside. But uh, still, give me a hide action. Just go ahead and give me a hide action. Okay. Cunning action. So some stealth is a plus six. Yeah. That's a nine on the dice. So a 15. That's plenty. He's clever. He, he knows that, oh, look out for that rake, and he uses his tail to, you know, brush some of the leaves out of the way and mm-hmm. slowly walks up behind his target, slips a dagger into his hand. You are one with the darkness. But then just, just before the, he slams the dagger in his back, of course, he pulls a long drag off his cigar and, and blows a little smoke so the guy with the bow can smell it just before the dagger slides in. So I'd like to make an attack. It's a plus six to hit. Ooh. Ooh, and that's a 16 on the dice. Ooh. 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 Yeah. That's a D4 plus 3 damage. Plus a D6? Plus a D6 of sneak attack damage. Yes, indeed. Roguing it up. I got a 4, 5, 5 total, plus 3, so 8 damage. Okay, so... Not enough. You come up behind this guy, and you wield your dagger. He smells that, that weird smell and he's sort of <coughs> coughing and he turns and you plant a dagger right into his chest and he's not dead in the moment but he is so taken aback and surprised and your dagger hits a uh, vital artery right up around the lower cavity above your chest cavity that little hole there you know what I'm talking about right in his trachea yep that's it and he's like coughing blood and he goes down hell is upon you Ooh. Oh, gosh. And Saul's just going to lean and smile. Oh, gosh. Um, with that, Kjorg, it's your turn. Wow. Your friends are getting slashed up there. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm-mm. Not, not one bit. Why you do something about it? I take off running. Mm. Let me guess. Someone stole your sweet roll. <laughs> really? What are, <laughs> what are you doing? Yes, and as I'm running, I want to throw a hand axe. Okay. I'm going to say that was a... 32, but it was actually a 9. Huh? Total? <laughs> yeah. Running forward, you pull a hand axe from your waist and you lob it at him, but he deftly ducks away from it. And it hits Brackle. Oh. Nah, it doesn't hit Brackle. It just goes wide. Do you do anything else? Um. Strike it up, Striker. You got those bonus actions? Yeah, but what if I need it later? So you could use your sickle or your whip with your offhand to make a second attack. Is the hand axe a lot weapon? It is. Really? And I'm wrong about the whip. The whip is not, but the sickle is. Sickle? Okay. Because as I was running, I threw the axe. So when I Mm -hmm. finished running, I'm drawing my sickle Mm -hmm. at his throat. Okay. Roll it. That's a natural 20. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it is. That's a natural 20. Roll that damage. Roll that damage. Don't you get extra for being a half-orc? Or is that a thing? Uh, Seems like it's something. Features and traits, savage attacks. 
There it is, boy. Roll one of the dice an additional time. Add it to the extra damage. What? You roll three. What? Dice instead of just two. So roll three d4s. Roll that beautiful d4 footage. That's eight plus three. Eleven damage. Okay. You running up angry at having missed with your hand axe. You pull out your sickle, and what do you do? I'm just running, and I pull it off my side and just do a straight cross slash. Nice. A straight cross slash. He thinks he's got you dead rights after you totally missed wide with your hand axe. You get the idea that he's a pretty good fighter, but he was not expecting the pure savagery of your attack, and you bring that sickle right across his chest, and it cuts deep. And I yank it out. With that... Saul, the dude that you're standing over that you just said hell's upon him. Mm-hmm. You look down and notice as... Yeah, he bleeds out and dies. You see the light leave his eyes. Beautiful. Saul bends down, and with his dagger, he's going to cut off those ears. Wow. After he removes the ears, he brings them up, and he's going to add them to his belt. You lean down, and you Ew. take your dagger and begin to <laughs> slice the ear off of this, who you now can quite clearly see is a halfling. And uh, what is your AC? My AC is a 15. Okay. You then instantly die. As you go to lean down to start to cut the ear off this guy, you hear the of an arrow buzzing right past your head. And you glance up to see a second halfling who is now looking at you very angrily as he drops his bow and draws a sword from his waist. Bring it on. And now it's Misk's turn. Okay, so I'm still up close to the dude and he just hurt me. He slashed you, yep. So... You still got your rapier in hand? I'm going to hit him again, but I'm also going to use Bardic Inspiration to inspire Brackle. Because I feel like he really has something to do with this guy. Yeah, Brackle seems to be... I mean, the guy literally told you all he was there to get him. So I'm going to Bardic Inspiration Brackle. Okay. Play me the song of your people. (laughs) I bless the rage down in (laughs) She's got Macarena in her hands. (laughs) (laughs) This? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? You teach me and I'll teach you. Okay, okay my beautiful. She pulls an ocarina from her voice and plays the Pokemon things. <laughs> I want to be the very best. That is the most inspiring thing ever. There you go. Um, I'm leaving all of that. And in then here. I take my rapier and I stab him okay. again. Roll it. <laughs> it made it sound like you were stabbing Brackle. <laughs> He kind of did. <laughs> and I stab him. And then I stab. It's a five. Yeah, that's a poop poop. I did a poop poop roll, but it's Oh, that's okay. foul language. No. Unfortunately, that is not going to hit. Don't say poop poop. Sorry. Poop poop. This is a rated P. Poop mouth. Poop poop. <laughs> poop uh, mouth. Why did you, not why did you bring that poop in here? That poop poop mouth. Unfortunately, it is not a hit. Okay. Um, so you, you swing and you miss my mom. Ah. Now it is... Brackle's turn. Yeah, so what does being inspired do for me? You get a D6 that you can add to any roll. Yeah. You become a great artist. Ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Not like damage rolls. Okay. A D20 roll. For how long do I get to have it? The next 36 hours. Like you, 10 minutes. minutes. And do I have to do it before or after the roll? You can do it after the roll, but before I tell you if you've hit or miss. Okay. And so there's a guy near me, right? Yeah, he's right up on your biz. Where are the other people? Have I seen them yet? I know they were in the shadows. And one of them's dead, right? Yeah, one of them's dead. You probably don't know that. You may have seen the one step forward drawing his sword. Does this guy seem like he's pretty hurt, or is he... Um, 
I mean, he looks like he's still doing pretty okay. Okay. He's got some cuts, but he's not, like, breathing heavy, and he still doesn't look afraid. He will. Oh, yeah. He will be. I thrust my sword, and I just want to say this. If I'm going for a kill instead of outright killing him, I want to pin him to a stable wall with my sword so I can question him. Okay. Straight through the collarbone. I'm a Roma da. Ew. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add that six to it. Okay. What was the original roll? The original roll was a seven plus five, so that's 12. Ooh. And I roll a d6, and that's four. Oh. So that's 16. That'll do it. And it would have been a miss without that. So. Yeah, it would have. Nice. Oh, you've been inspired. Well done. So now I roll another d6 for damage. Yes. That's a five plus three. That's an eight. Ooh. Okay. Slash him across his chest for eight damage. And that blood's running pretty freely now. I'll lap it up. I'm just kidding. Oh, Oh, gosh. Is that the same chest that I just slashed? Same one. He just lost both breasts. Wow. Is that it? Is that the end of your turn, Brackle? Yeah, I mean, that's all I can do, really. Okay. Very inspiring turn. It's it's Gilman's turn. (laughs) What's he going to do? Got him. It's this guy's turn now. Holding his sword in hand, he staggers back just a couple feet bringing a hand up to his chest and pushing down a little bit on the cuts, he says, Well, I wasn't really expecting this much of a fight tonight, but um, let's see what you've got. And he slashes at you again, Brackle, with his short sword. Uh Uh-oh. You weren't expecting a fight, huh? He brings his sword down across you, Brackle, and you deftly smack it away with your shield. Ooh. I don't know who you are, but you must not know who I am if you weren't expecting a fight. Ooh. Mm. He grins. Chagrin. I punch his teeth. He swings to slash at you again. Oh. But when he does, his elbow connects with Kjorg, who is closer than he thought he was, and he drops his sword. Yeah, boy. Kjorg, take an opportunity to attack on this fool. I would love to. Because he rolled a net one. <laughs> Destroy his face. It's a 13 plus 5, 18. Adelou. Uh-oh, the donkey. That's five damage. Five damage with your sickle? Yeah. So you just slash it back across his chest? Yes. Hmm. He is now starting to look concerned. <laughs> is he very concerned? We're about to reach his heart any moment now. We're just hacking away. <laughs> yeah, you're just <laughs> hacking away. It's like a tree. Yep. Saul, it is now your turn. You are faced with a halfling who looks like he wants to kill you. That's okay, because Saul looks like he wants to kill him back. Who? Um, how far away is he? Yeah, like 15 feet away. Saul is going to reach to his hip and draw his longsword. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a black blade, single-edged longsword. And with both hands, he's going to go uh, charging forward and just try to cut into this guy. Okay. It's, I have a minus one to damage, though, so it's seven. Well... Seven damage. A minus one? Yeah, Saul. A minus eight! (laughs) Saul (laughs) is not a fighter. He has been greatly weakened. (laughs) Seven damage. Gosh, you are the worst. A minus eight! (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, how does that look? You said you draw your sword, you just (laughs) slash him with it. Oh yeah, he's wanting to go cheek to hip. Oh, that sounds... You cut a pretty good line across him. It doesn't open him up or anything, but it definitely staggers him back a little bit. It just makes a red line across his skin. Saul inhales <laughs> deeply on his cigar. He always inhales deeply. York, it is your turn. 
I'm gonna draw my other hand axe. Ooh. Make a doble attack on him? Yes. Do it. Mm, that's a two plus five, seven. <laughs> um, that's a miss. <laughs> so you swing with your axe, and it is a miss. No. So then I'll swing with my sickle. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 That is a four plus five. This is also a miss cure. <laughs> it's nine. Why don't you quit rolling them poop rolls? Poop. You know. Throw those dice away. I'm trying. Is that it for you? Yeah, that's going to be it. At this point, the halfling that you just slashed is going to step forward and take a swipe at you, Saul. No, he's not. I believe... What's your AC? It's a 14. That is a hit. What? Ha ha! Unfortunately. Why would you do this to Saul? He deserves it. He does, though. You take seven damage as he (laughs) slashes across your mid-riff. Ow. Ouch. Yeah, pretty good roll there. Very good. You killed my brother, and now I'm going to kill you. My name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Saul Hello. grins as the blood comes out of him. I'll add your ears to my belt soon. This dude looks seriously ticked off. <laughs> I love it. Mm, welcome back to Make Believe Heroes. We're here with episode 5 of season 2. And I hope that you guys are enjoying this season as much as we are. It's been a little different from season 1 so far, but different in a good way. And personally, I'm very excited to get to the next chapter to show you all what we have in store for you this time around. But before we continue with this little altercation in the stables, we have a few things we need to take care of. First of all, I'm sure you all know by now that our show sponsor... DiceEnvy.com is offering a 10% discount to anyone who visits their website to buy some of their awesome dice or signs up for one of their awesome dice subscriptions. If you use the code HEROES, you can get that 10% off, and that lets them know that we sent you. That's DiceEnvy.com if you want to go check out some of those sweet dice like the ones we just gave away to Braden Rojas last week. The purple Cosmos Melon Dice that were chosen to represent our own Jimalil Karth. And if you're looking for something a little different, maybe some awesome metal dice, or I recently got these very limited wooden dice that are just at the top of my list right now on some of my favorite dice ever, go to DiceEnvy.com to check out all those awesome ones they have in store. And I think they actually have their aluminum sets on sale right now. Uh, if they haven't sold out by the time you guys hear this, you should definitely check that out at DiceEnvy.com and use that code HEROES for 10% off. Of course, we always use the awesome sword fighting sound effects, monster effects, music from BattleBards.com. And if you go over there and use the code MBHPODCAST, you can get 15% off your first BattleBards Prime subscription. If you're looking to add that awesome next level sound to your table, just set up a laptop, maybe an external speaker, or what have you for your next D&D game, or even if it's not D&D, even if you're playing a more modern setting or anything like that, they have a ton of sound effects for a wide range of RPGs. You should definitely check them out at BattleBards.com. This week we have Thanksgiving here in the States, and you know what we're all thankful for? You guys. We're thankful for how awesome you all are for supporting us week by week. We've had a lot of new followers come in on Twitter. We're about to break 70,000 downloads, which is just 
way more than I ever expected and just humbling and so exciting and awesome that we were able to get that far in just one year. And I can't wait to see what we've got in store for our second year with Make Believe Heroes. None of this would be possible without you all. Your shout outs on Twitter, your emails, everything that you all do to let us know that you love the show, your five-star reviews. We appreciate them all. And from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. And to show our thanks, let's go ahead and read one of those five-star reviews right now. This review comes from DM Knickknack. It's entitled The AI of the South. AI referring to, I believe, Acquisitions Incorporated and not Artificial Intelligence. Although, maybe we are the Artificial Intelligence of the South. Greetings, adventurers. Are you on a quest for a fascinating story, great characters, and excellent DMing? Then this is the podcast for you. Every episode is packed with hilarious jokes, fantastic character development, and a spectacular unfolding story. If you're looking for the Acquisitions Incorporated of the South, except for the fact that they don't swear every other word, this is the podcast for you. Hashtag save the tree. Thanks so much, DM Knickknack. I really appreciate that praise, whether it is deserved or not, I can't say. But thanks for the kind words. It really does mean a lot. And hey, if you would like to get a five-star review read on the show, go now, leave us one on iTunes or wherever your reviews are held, and we will read it live on the air. So I think that about covers it for this week. If you're not following us on Twitter, go to MBH Podcast on Twitter. Follow us there. Go to Facebook.com slash MBH Podcast. Send us an email to letters at makebelieveheroes.com. And of course, visit our website for more information about us and the show and how to contact us and join our newsletter, www.makebelieveheroes.com. That about covers it. Let's get back to the fight, shall we? Now it is Misk's turn. All right. I'm going to try to hit this guy with my rapier again. Okay. Let's see if this would do it. What is Ooh, it? Ooh, baby. That'll do it. What uh, is that? Uh, 24. Yeah, 24 Ooh. will do it. 24. Why couldn't I get a 24? So, three, so six. Six okay. damage. Same guy, right? Yeah. Get I'm just going to... PR just pecking away at this guy. Slash his chest. Okay, I want to hit him in the stomach again. Okay, you just deeper dig into his chest. When you do it this time, he lets out a... And you can tell that you guys are seriously starting to hurt him. He staggers back, holding his chest, looking up at you all, and he says, Um, maybe I made a mistake coming here tonight. You bet you did. It is your turn, Brackle. I am going to take my sword and stab him. Same thing applies as before. I'm trying to pin him. You could try to grapple him if you wanted. I'm going to try to grapple him. You'd have to drop your sword, but you ha- you could do that. I'm going to try to grapple him if I wanted. So let's roll it. Strength v. Strength, right? Strength v. Strength. You did. Wow. That's nine. Nine. You lunge at him to grab him, and he first looks taken aback by the fact that you come at him like so ferociously, but he's stronger than he looks. You're not able to wrap him up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not able to wrap him up, if you know what I'm saying. And now it's his turn. Not having a weapon and you being right up on him like that, he is going to just take a swing at you. With his fist? With his fisticuffs. Mm -hmm. While he does, I try to bite his fist. I think he hits you. It's like a 24. It wouldn't hit Wario. 24? That that misses. You take three damage. Why, though? As he brings his fist around and connects right with your face. Come on, Brackle. Have you considered not 
not having that happen. What's your HP currently? My HP, uh, after the three damage, mm-hmm. it's one. Okay, well, at least you're still up. Oh my gosh, Brian. He comes around with his left hook. When he swings that other arm, it really like wrecks him with that pain in his chest, and he misses you completely. He stutters. But uh, your ears are ringing. Whenever he uh, connects with me, I kind of stagger a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then I spit out blood, and I pull up my fist, and I say, I can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America. So now it is Saul's turn. Saul, I'm going to just go ahead and reward you some uh, inspiration. Oh, it's about time. I've been cutting ears off and everything. Yeah, all this craziness that you got going on. So uh, you got that in your repertoire as you continue to fight this halfling who's got a thirst for your blood. Saul, just a moment ago, just a moment ago, let him know that he was going to add his ears to his uh, belt. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm going to just continue that. Um, Let's just try another cut. Let's do an X. Let's get the other cheek to hip. Mm. Okay. Long sword? Long sword. It's a 15 on the dice. Mm. That is enough to hit him. Oh, yeah, it is. It's a five. Minus one, so four. So you bring your sword across him, going to make a second X, and it's it's not as precise as you thought. You're noticing that you're not nearly as adept with this sword as you used to be. Yeah, what a failure. It feels heavy, awkward in your hands. Whereas before you were very rarely were you bested in a sword fight, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the fact that it was in, not exactly as precise as you thought it would be actually means that you bring it across his throat. Oh. The halfling trips backward, grasping his throat, and then he falls down and dies. Saul will walk across the top of him and take a dagger out and with two sharp little cuts, take both those ears off and add them to his belt. You're working on those ears as we roll back around in Kjorg. It is your turn. The dude just gave a sucker punch to Brackle's face. Nice. Did he? He did. Your hands aren't light weapons, are they? (laughs) (laughs) No, but they are thrown. Very true. Uh, Why? You want to see if you can attack twice? I was thinking about it. Um, uh, Yeah, I'd let you. I'll let that happen. I'll let that roll. Okay. Do it. So, first, I want to slash him with my sickle. Okay. That's an 18 plus 5. That's a hit. 3 plus 3 is 6 damage. Okay. And as I slash, I will lunge forward and headbutt him. Ooh, okay. I like it. Roll me an attack roll with advantage. So that's a 16 plus 5. So 21. That is also a hit. 4 damage. Ooh, okay. So you slash him across the chest, and he goes, ah, and staggers back, and you just grab him and just crash your head into his. Oh, Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. He staggers back. His eyes sort of roll back in his head a little bit. Blood's pouring from his nose, and he trips and uh, falls onto the dirt on his butt. And, Misk, (laughs) it's your turn. You see as Kjorg has got this guy down on the ground. And, Saul, after you finish sawing off the ears, do you turn to walk into the room? Oh, yeah. I'm going to head towards Misk. Walking up from behind him is Saul. Misk is stepping forward with a rapier in her hand. Kjorg has this dude's blood on his hands and on his face. And Brackle's turning back around, looking pretty rough, breathing heavy, with his hands sort of grasped, ready to just strangle this guy. When he holds up a hand and says, I can tell when I'm outmatched. Oh, really? Can you? Yes. 
I would like to add your ears to my belt. <laughs> oh my goodness. What are you talking about, you freak? Uh, you still must pay for... What was the boy's name? Garmin? Gilman. Gilman? Gilman. Gilman. Gilbert. Uh, <laughs> he always knew the way. Uh, so I say, where's the detonator? Oh my god, please. <laughs> where's Rachel? Uh, where's Rachel? We have had like 800 Batman jokes in season two already. We're five episodes in. Every episode we all go, Every episode. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> Uh, Every time. I say, okay, allow us to bind you. I'm not, um, I'm not resisting. So let's bind him. Ooh, tie him up and I'll cut off his ears. So No, no, we, we'll let the constabulary deal with this. But first, I have plenty of stabbing right here. And he pulls out a dagger in each hand. <laughs> Brackle holds out a hand and says, we need information and we still must follow the law. You will find I'm excellent at Obtaining information from those who are bound. Saul, we might have fought, but this isn't our fight. Let Brackle handle it the way that he wants. What? We have to let Brackle handle it the way he wants. This peasant? Are you sure? Don't call Brackle a peasant. I I don't know who this guy is cutting people's ears off, but if you all could uh, keep him away from me, please. Your ears are safe for now. How many ears did you get? Two sets. Perhaps the smallest I've ever seen. I can't wait to get some half-orc ones. Well, listen, that's... What was that? Don't even start. So I'm tying this guy up while they're they're saying these things. He winks at Kjorg. He's not resisting. He's... He is allowing you to do so. Okay. That's enough ears for tonight. And I tie it pretty tight. Like, whenever I'm doing the... Uncomfortably, yeah. Yeah. So, you said you were after the ranger. I presume that's me. You see any other rangers in the room? He goes by Strider. No, but we're good at hiding, so I don't know. <laughs> What's a ranger? I'm a ranger. Brackle's a ranger. If you plan on taking me to the guard, then I suggest you get it over with. Before then, who sent you? Why were you after me? <laughs> Look, if you want to take me to the guard, take me. So... I cast steel-toed boots and kick them in the abdomen. No, you will go to the guards, but we have business first. Whenever he does that, can I cast thaumaturgy on him to make his eyes change colors so he's, like, rolling intimidation? Okay, uh, sure. So you you cast thaumaturgy on him and you make his eyes glow with a fiery glow? Oh, yeah. Don't they already do that? (laughs) Well, this is, like, actual fire. And then you get to roll intimidation with advantage. Okay. Oh, so that's awesome. advantage is good because I got a s- uh, actually a nine. But I also got a 17. But then I add mm. my charisma to it, which makes it a 16. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I'm going to let him roll. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's a very, very, very intimidated. Looking up and seeing the fire in your eyes and seeing this creepy looking horned red devil looming over him with a dagger in each hand licking his bloody lips. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, I, um, look, I don't, um, I, you, uh, they told me that you killed some of our men, and, uh, we can't let that sort of thing just go by. Your men? So you were the ones who were robbing Lelia? I wasn't robbing anyone. Then what were your men doing? They weren't my men. They, they were just trying to 
take advantage of a situation. Try to make a little extra cash. At the expense of the good people of Branshire? Yes. And I defended myself and my friends, and that's what brought you here? We had to send a message. Oh, I got your message, and I've got a reply. Who do you work for? So, are you just a ragtag group of bandits? Are there more of you? There's plenty of bandits in the world, Ranger. Are you going to take me to the guard, or are you going to let me bleed out here in the stable? I'll take you to the guard. Let's cut off his pinkies first. No, no, let's let the guards do that. Saul. (laughs) How about one ear? Just one? No, if we take him earless to the guards, the guards would have questions. And that's not how I operate. As much as I want to. Well, fine, Brackle. We'll just take him to the guard, and then we need to head out. We do. It's getting late. Yeah, so I want to find a guard that I know and trust. Okay, so what are you doing? How do you do that? I don't. Am I anywhere near a post or a constabulary? No, not really. They don't really set up much of a guard, but you are near the barley barrel, and there's a good chance that you probably saw someone in there that you knew. Okay, so uh, I'll walk into the barley barrel. Okay, so you go off and leave them there with the prisoner? Yeah, make sure he still has ears when I come back. Okay. Saul just gives a toothy grin. I won't let him do anything. Okay. And then I'll walk away, secretly hoping he does take his ears off. (laughs) (laughs) Brackle wanders over to the barley barrel, and you can go inside, and and after a couple minutes, you can easily find someone that you know and bring them over there. Uh, What do the rest of you do while he's gone? I'm going to do a perception check. Take everything that guy has. Okay, you just start pilfering through his pockets. All of his money. Jorg, you find a dagger some arrows, and five gold pieces. I'll take the five gold and leave the dagger and the arrows on him. Okay. Uh, Roll me that perception check, Misk. What are you trying to do, exactly? I want to see if there's anyone else just around, or I just want to make sure we're safe. What's your roll? 14 plus, plus one, so 15. Okay. You step around the prisoner and you go and you go to looking at these halflings and different things looking around while the other two are inside watching the prisoner. Kjorg, are you watching the prisoner? No. Yes, he is. No. You were stealing stuff off of him. <laughs> yeah, but then I'll go and get the dead guy. No. Okay. Um, well, whenever Kjorg walks away, no. Um, Saul's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna get that cigar nice and hot. Uh huh. And he's gonna lean in and put it like right up just an inch away from his cheek. Uh-huh. So, who do you work for? Uh, I'm not... Uh. I touch it to his face. <laughs> and then I blow smoke in his face. And I say, who do you work for? Go ahead and roll me an intimidation check. That's a 15 on the dice, so plus 5, it's 20. <laughs> I can't tell you that. Oh, Perhaps I cut off your ears then. When I heard the guy groan, I turned around and walking back. Okay. I'm not like running or anything, but mm-hmm, just walking toward him. And I mean, Saul's not doing anything right now. He's just talking to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I work for a number of people, but we sort of work for ourselves too. You know what I'm saying? You, uh, you look like the kind of guy who knows his way around a criminal underbelly. He brings his uh, both of his daggers up next to his right ear, scissor shaped. Okay. Crossed over each other so he can snip with them if he'd like. Mm-hmm. 
give me a name. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, ignore that because he's probably going to actually cut your ears off. Okay, great. This guy was thinking that maybe you were about to save him, and now he realizes that no one cares. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, and you'd think so, you'd just say it. As he is just looking up at the two of you terrified, Misk, you step outside and take a look around, and you don't see anyone approaching, nothing happening. But you do see the two dead halflings laying at your feet at the, down there with their ears cut off. Uh, and as you're walking by... You're welcome. You happen to spot something very familiar. You spot that on the bottom of the feet of the two dead halflings are these like thin tacky membranes of bright red and you realize that these two are hot feet oh their feet are hot so i'm gonna go back in you're stepping back inside right as saul is scissoring over he's getting ready to scissor some ears i'm Mm -hmm. gonna get down next to saul Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna look at this guy in my intentions i don't want saul to cut his ear because brackle told us not to Mm -hmm. even though he secretly does but I'm going to look at the guy and say, you work for the hot feet. He just looks up at you and says, um, no, I don't. Saul cuts off his ear. Oh, snap. Do you really? Cut his ear off. He screams. (laughs) And at that moment, Brackle comes walking in with a guard that he knows, a friendly guy. Uh, His name is Jim. (laughs) This is going to go so bad. (laughs) Jim Alil? No, J-I-M, Jim. My cousin. He steps in, and uh, maybe this Jim is your actual cousin. Yeah, GEM. That moment, just snip this guy's ear off, and he screams, and the guard goes, What is happening here? <laughs> and that's uh, where we're going to end this week's episode. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it. How'd Gosh. you like that? I let you cut his ear off. Love it. You waited long enough for me to come back. Just so he would cut his ear off. <laughs> I, I thought they were going to stop him. I thought no. for sure they would stop him. When I found him. out that he was a hot feet, I was like, nope. I literally gave them every chance. I said, so you're watching him, right? Cork's Kork? like, no, I ain't watching him. I'm going over to check on this dead guy. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, crap. They wanted him to cut his ear off. So He wasn't the hot feet or whatever, but once I found that out, I was like, I don't care. Saul is his own man. Saul is his own man. That's a fact. He's going to do what he's going to do. He's the worst. Thanks for listening. This has been episode five of Make Believe Heroes. We'll be back next Monday. Go leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Twitter at MBH Podcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash MBH Podcast. We love you, and we will see you in a week. We love you. Also, hit up that MySpace. Did you make that? Is there really a MySpace? I've got to do it like tonight. He's got to make that. You make that MySpace, and we'll advertise it. So, um, Adios. We love you. Goodbye. We love you. Bye, Felicia. Bye. Okay. You can't do it. Don't hex me, man. I don't have faith in you. Give me some good juju. Ooh, that's a 19 on the dice. Ooh. <laughs> Holy crap. Something just died. Salt is rolling good tonight. The sound that Jeffrey just made just came through the speakers like a monster. <laughs> Did you hear it, Ellen? Yes. My ears are bleeding. It's, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Satan just crawled into the internet. It was, it was, it was rough. It was intense. It scared me. It really, it really scared me. It was like there's a jump from like normal audio to... <laughs> it was like... <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, that's what it was like. Um, y'all might need to have an exorcism over there. Did his face melt off? Is his face? He's ready. Did he melt his face off? <laughs>